0: You are listening to the Real Movies Podcast. I'm Rob Carmack. I'm sitting here with John Rhodes. How's everybody out there? So the the whole idea behind this podcast is we watch a doc- or a documentary, <laughs> not another fight. We watch a documentary, we talk about it, and then we rate that documentary. And today, specifically, I feel like I should say there are going to be spoilers. Like usually, you talk yeah. about a documentary and you think it's it's a true story. There's really no need to get into the co- concept of spoilers and non-spoilers. Here, for me, I didn't know anything about this documentary going in. And so, and I felt like that helped me in, in watching the movie. And so I'm just going to tell you, if you haven't seen the film, the film we're going to be talking about today, stop listening, go watch it, and then come back and finish or, and finish the, the podcast. So all that to say, Today we're talking about the 2010 documentary Cena, And uh, let me also say, just real quick, usually right here we would drop in an, a bit of audio from the trailer. We won't be doing that because the trailer is in Portuguese. So that, yeah. would, that would do nothing for, I would imagine, our listening audience. Yeah. So, anyway, Unless you
1: speak Portuguese. Right. And then go look up the trailer on YouTube.
0: In, in which, if you did speak Portuguese, I would imagine this film would be a lot easier for you to watch while you do other stuff. <laughs> yes.
1: Because it, the movie is mostly in Portuguese. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of subtitles going on in the yes. whole movie because Formula One racing is not a huge American sport, but it's giant in Europe and and even parts of South America. And it's one of the biggest sports in the yeah, world. It's it's a, it's a worldwide sport, so it takes place all over the the world, but it doesn't it doesn't um, you know really get a lot of Americans going. And I think that's why. I didn't know anything about this, and
0: which, which is interesting because Americans are big in the NASCAR. Yes, you know what I mean. I, and I mean, quite frankly, as a novice to this thing, I, don't, I cannot see, tell you the difference between NASCAR and Formula One. Well, it's,
1: I, it's, I, I can, but I mean, NASCAR is a different type of car. It's not open wheel. Plus, it, they only turn left, um, and that is not the same case with with Formula One, which part of my knock on nascar and why i don't really enjoy it is is that simple fact that they just go in a circle
0: okay so formula right? 1 is like mario kart
1: yes uh, Formula One is a lot like Mario okay, Kart. Okay, you know what? Actually. All of a sudden,
0: I, I enjoyed this. The, I, the, the movie just got an extra point because now I understand Formula One a little bit extra, a little bit more because I I play a lot of Mario Kart.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, they go through like shopping malls and yeah, and, they go through shopping malls. They have capsules. turtles that they can shoot at each other. Obviously, um, you can go from first to last with a blue turtle really fast. You can so. shrink other people. Yeah. Or sport ink at
0: them. Yeah, it's exactly. Pretty engaging sport, really. Absolutely. It. Yeah,
1: it's it's exactly like Mario Kart. Yes. But, um, this is... It's a, a documentary simply about one Formula One racer. His name is Ayrton Senna. From and, Brazil. From Brazil. And he grew up kind of a, a wealthy kid who started go-kart racing. And he was good at it. And so his parents put a lot of money into it. And he won all of the go-kart things. And then he, um went into, I guess there's, I didn't know that there was such thing as, like, Formula 3 racing, and he got into Formula 3 racing, and then uh, won his way to where he was a driver in a Formula 1 uh, car back in the 80s, and um, so 1984 rolls around, and he enters the Formula 1 um Circuit,
0: which is when the film begins. Like yes. I mean, the the trajectory of the film, even though the film was made in 2010, the the actual story of the movie spans about 10 years, from 1984 to 1994.
1: Yeah, and it is all about kind of his career and what he did. Um, he started out. The reason why he became a big deal was he kind of joined a team that was brand new, and they weren't really a winning team, and they didn't have winning cars, and they didn't have winning equipment and he was able to he was able to come out and place multiple times and get on the podium as this brand new kind of newcomer with a, a crappy team and that was incredible like that was just shocking to people that had the best biggest equipment that he was able to do this so he turns around and he joins the McLaren team after that and then he gets on the Ferrari team, and in this time, he wins a bunch of championships and develops a huge rivalry rivalry with this French guy named Alain Proust. And, He's kind of a tool. Yeah, oh, yes. And, I really
0: don't like this guy.
1: And that is where I think this documentary does a, a really good job, is just shows you the dynamic between these two, and shows you there's kind of two ways to race, and you know. I think this is why this movie might have an appeal to a lot of Americans... ...is like Senna is kind of the kind of the gunslinger outlaw... ...like anything goes, kind of shoots from the hip... ...and then Prost is the jerk that is like super... Um, ...he's like super particular about everything that he does... ...and he's anal retentive about things... ...and if he only needs fifth to win the championship he won't do any more than get fifth. Like, he's meticulous in everything he does. He plays the political side perfectly, and I think that really rubs a lot of people wrong, and so they really paint him as the villain. They really paint Senna as just kind of the, the lone Ranger that that's doing his thing and still winning.
0: Is it just me or did this remind anybody else of Talladega Nights? Like spe- <laughs> yes. sp- Specifically, the Frenchman. Like you even got the villainous Frenchman. Like I, I can't expect the pros to be like, "I will beat you to keep Bobby." You know what I mean? the yes. like Sasha Baron Cohen character. Uh, that was well. Uh, and
1: you know what? Now
0: that I think about it, yes. <laughs> if but- he says he likes crepes, I would let him leave. Well. and
1: <laughs> and quite frankly because i'm not a racing fan yeah. i'm not a formula 1 fan i'm not even a nascar fan mm-hmm. that 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 character could have quite possibly been based like sure. that could have been his I'm, we're gonna really make fun of Alan Prost.
0: That was part of like I wondered that like how much because like, I don't know anything so I don't like how aware were were the writers of Talladega Nights when they were creating these characters. Yeah, you know it's uh, I don't know. I mean maybe that's that's a that's a bit of a left turn. But as I watched the film, I let that entertain me in my head a little bit. No, so, yeah. and and so I
1: mean I think it's a really interesting sports movie. Um, this actually made me interested in Formula One, and I think. You know, next time I see it on ESPN, I won't just be quick to turn the channel. I'll actually sit down and watch because it is different than NASCAR. It is something that's different and, um, and I think it's fascinating. But um, we'll talk about a bunch of different stuff. long story short, here's where the spoiler happens. Um, Senna goes on throughout his career and uh, becomes a big star. And then in 1994, he is racing for a team that previously had good cars. And then they, the Formula One um, outlawed a bunch of stuff that they had on their cars. And so they had to kind of retweak them and re-engineer them. And in doing so, uh, they were not the most stable cars. And he got into a wreck and was killed. So...
0: And I didn't know that. Yeah, going in, like, did you know that? No, I
1: didn't. In? And so uh, this is where we really wish that if you hadn't seen the movie, you didn't just keep listening. Yeah, because <laughs> well, now I, you know he's dead.
0: I, I found not knowing that really like gave me a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, oh my gosh, he might be dead. Like, yeah. I I, it, I had this realization of we haven't had any like up to date interviews with any of these people, and so like. We talked about Touching the Void, and I talked about one of the reasons I wasn't that engaged with Touching the Void is because you're interviewing these guys who are doing like this, they might live and they might die, but you know they live because they're narrating their own story. Right. With Senna, they actually do find a way to do a documentary where you're creating the suspense of, this guy might die. because Because you... So far they're only using footage from the 80s yeah. and the 90s. And so you have no like up to date like there's no shot of old Cena like oh yeah I almost did not race that well. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like so and so I, when he crashed I thought holy smokes he's dead. Like there right. that's totally totally took me off guard and that, I mean that hooked me in. I was I was I was on the edge of my seat for a second there because I thought he he might he, he might really be dead.
1: Well yeah, I mean and and it took me it took me a, a good ways into the movie to think this guy die in racing? Like, is that why we have this documentary? You right. know, like, I started putting that together as I was watching, but it took me a while. And, and the, only, the only reason that I kept going, no, maybe he didn't die is because we didn't have any recent um, interviews with Prost either.
0: Or anybody. anybody. Yeah, Yeah. that's something interesting about this film, is that there's no current footage of anything. Like, like not even interview. Like, there's no talking heads or anything. It's all voiceover. And so every single thing you see on the screen is basically it's news footage from 1984 to 1994.
1: Which, you know, as as a documentary, these guys that put this together, that's genius. That's fascinating. That's, That's incredible that they were able to find that much stuff and tell a complete story... Without having to do a pullout interview with somebody like current modern day,
0: yeah. Well, and there's not even and like do much a cutaway
1: even, or anything like
0: that. Yeah, And there's not even much like Ken Burns stuff where you have like them lingering on a photo or right. something like that. Like there's not. I mean, it's mostly moving video. Yeah, from like archived news footage, and 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 yeah, that that that's something we've never seen so far on this on this podcast. Right. And so that that to me was a really that's an interesting filmmaking quality dynamic choice that they made. And um, yeah, it was, it was just that, that was an interesting choice, and I, I respect that choice. I think I think that was a, that was wise of them yeah. to do. Well, and like we said, it creates the suspense because I would imagine if they were doing like like with Man on Wire or Touching the Void, if they were continuing to go back to present day and interview people, I would imagine at some point we'd be asking, "Where's Senna? Yeah, you know why? Absolutely, <laughs> <interviewing>? you know? <laughs> yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go good.
1: Uh, I mean. At this point, since we've kind of run down the basics of the movie, what were some of the? I mean, what were some of the parts that really kind of that you that you really latched onto in this
0: movie? I, I was fascinated with the the role of celebrity in other countries. You know, and we, we talked about this off the air, but Formula One, Formula One racing as well as soccer these are the two biggest things in Brazil. Like yeah. people people take off work all day long. To, to go see the races and, and soccer matches in. So, and so and so rarely does someone th- does someone from Brazil become elevated to like a list status that they eventually basically they become like a god and this kind of reminded me of um, I realize it's not Brazil but it's South America um, but like Ava Peron you yeah know what I mean? or, or something like that like you w- once someone achieves a certain status it's they are they're virtually worshipped in their culture and so and you, you really see this with Senna. In fact, there, there are shots of him with, like, this TV star lady. And to us, it, she like, this blonde lady who hosts a TV show. To us, that that meant nothing. But I, I read later, like, she, at the time, was, like, the biggest star in Brazil, the biggest television star. And so, like, that that he had this relationship with her. I mean, this you, I don't think we can understand how big a deal Senna was in Brazil, specifically because I had never heard of him before right. as an American. And so... Um, it, just, it just shows you how removed from the rest of the world we tend to be sometimes. Um, I mean,
1: for, for racing fans out there, I mean, this is definitely the equivalent to um, – this is the equivalent to Dale Earnhardt, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to Dale Earnhardt dying on the track. Is, is there another, like, huge superstar athlete that's ever passed away like that that I'm trying to even think of, like how you would relate that?
0: I I mean, I think – in cultural terms, I think the closest thing you can relate it to would be like Princess Diana. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that's that's how the people of Brazil took it, and so it was it, it was this huge like nationwide. Like there wasn't a person in Brazil who didn't know who Senna was, and there wasn't a there wasn't a, a racing fan who didn't mourn the loss of, of Senna. And right. and to us, I'm thinking you know, it's, I mean it's sad, but I mean he's he was doing a dangerous sport. I mean it's yeah, not, it's not the biggest surprise in the world. But well,
1: I mean it was. It, that is the last death that Formula One racing has had. That is the most recent death
0: that that's they've incredible. had.
1: Like, uh, I mean, apparently Formula One is is safer than than most people would think. Safer than NASCAR.
0: That's, so, that's really interesting because it seems like it really shouldn't be.
1: I think um, they were the first to have the harnesses like they had and, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that, I think they try safety above all, and, I mean, a lot of times the walls that they're hitting are not as hard mm. as maybe something else. Um, so, I don't know, I mean, I, I was shocked because they were, I mean, they made it a big deal to say, hey, look, like, this is the last death that we've had, and that was 1994.
0: yeah. There, there, there was some interesting, yeah. There, there were several interesting parts, specifically to, to do with safety. There's a, this whole side story about how Cena became like this spokesperson for safety for drivers because there was a crash yeah. that he was involved in before, and and so um, there, there's like this whole scene with this hearing that I thought was really a, a very engaging scene where the guy basically hearing the thing was like, listen. Every decision I make is perfect. Like I, I love the way people yeah. talk. You know how they how things are translated from other cultures. Like every decision I make is perfect, and here's my decision. I will make it safer. You know yes. what I mean. And so that was you know it's just I. I mean, he cultural. was like the
1: commissioner. I mean, I don't even know what they call them, but he yeah. was he was essentially like the commissioner of um of Formula One, and he was yes, but he was arrogant too, and he was like he was somebody that you start to hate because. He was the one that took away Senna's license for six months after yeah. he and Prost collided in a race, and it seriously looked like Prost's fault. And uh, Prost kind of was politically connected, and not only got Senna um, disqualified from the race, but got his license suspended for six months and a hundred thousand dollar fine.
0: Yeah, and Pr- Prost did not look great.
1: No, no. He was...
0: Once again, a film lighting the (laughs) finish. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, this is a...
1: I mean, I I found that aspect just kind of amazing. And not to say that Prost wasn't a good driver, because um, the Wikipedia page says in 1988, between Senna and Prost, it was their first year on the same team, the two of them... Won all 16 Grand Prix's, all but one of the 16 Grand Prix. Hmm. Meaning, like, they split. That would be the equivalent of, you know, two golfers winning every major um, between they- them in a year, or two, you know, tennis players winning every major between the like the Williams sisters winning every major in a given year. And so everybody else kind of comes in saying, all right, can we just get third?
0: Yeah, they were in baseball terms. They were the Bash Brothers. They you were. Know, you remember the Bash Brothers? Yes. As they can say, Mark McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, yeah. They were the Bash Brothers. Yeah,
1: and um, and you know, like Prose talks about with Cena in the in the middle of the documentary, he said he didn't want to just beat me. He wanted to humiliate me. He wanted to let everybody know he was so much better than I was. And one of the crashes that he had during that year. Um, He was fifty five seconds ahead of Prost. Like almost an entire minute ahead. Like, that doesn't happen. That's I mean, these these races are decided by sometimes seconds and milliseconds. I mean, I think Senna won one race by one of his his Grand Prix races, I think he ended up winning by point zero one four seconds. And That's amazing. And and then when he's able to go out and some days beat people by more than um almost a minute, that's incredible. Like, that is just hardcore. So, um, you know, and one time he got cocky, and he was so far ahead, and he pushed the car too far, and he ended up crashing and and didn't finish. So, um, that kind of helped him put things into perspective. But I really like this documentary. I think that it's kind of one of the better sports stories that I've never heard. Um, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like I had, I was, I was never um, a, a part of like this is never a part of my you know knowledge base or anything. And when I watched this, I was really surprised. That, that, I thought it was, I thought it was fabulous.
0: I did. I, I, I was surprised too. Now, what what you're mentioning here is interesting because I I started this movie having absolutely no interest whatsoever in F1 racing. Like right. that, that's just something I have no interest in. And so you begin with this thing of. I don't really know if I care that much. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and this movie didn't necessarily make me into, uh, it sounds like it had a much more profound effect on you than it did me. Like, I basically finished the movie feeling about the same that I did before about F1 racing. But it sounds like you, you, you've sort of, I mean, I
1: would, yeah, like, I no longer look at it as just going in a circle. So, like, there's some strategy to it. There's some things that, especially Formula One, more so than NASCAR, I would, I would sit down and probably watch a race.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. Have there been other documentaries where you started out feeling totally indifferent or maybe even negatively about a subject matter? And by the time you finished the documentary, you thought, okay, I'm kind of interested in that now. Like well, yeah. it, it, it turned you a little bit. Yeah. Like, what, what what, would be one that you would just off the top of your head?
1: Just... Uh, one of them is <laughs> stupid, like Fork Over Knife. Is it's all about the food that you eat, and um, it, it really pushes you more towards a vegetarian lifestyle. Okay. And throughout this summer, I have cut down the amount of meat I've eaten to one meal a day.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, it's, and all because you watched the documentary. Yeah, and I assume before you watched the documentary, you were like, "Ah, screw that! I'm not. I'm eating meat yeah. for every meal." So exactly. So I, it changed your life.
1: Yeah, it literally. I mean, you did. I and and you know, some of it's just health issues. I'm trying to get healthier and things like that. But, um, some of the stuff that they said, I don't necessarily, I I didn't like buy into it 100%, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting documentary that kind of shows people that eat more of a plant based diet than a meat based diet have an extraordinarily less risk to heart disease. Interesting. And since heart disease runs in my family, I thought maybe I should, you know, not get on the fast track to a heart attack. Wow.
0: Well, well so, done. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's uh, – yeah, for, for me, the the documentary that we've watched specifically in – you know, since we started this podcast has been probably Beer Wars. Like the one that I – we started and I thought I don't really think I want to watch a whole hour and a half about this particular subject matter. And by the end I was like that was amazing. Yeah. So um, – yeah, the, the, and this movie. I, the reason I ask that is because I I feel like this movie should have hooked me into F one racing, and for some reason it just it didn't. didn't. And so, um, and, and it was interesting to me that it did you. And so that that's that's why I asked the question. Well, let's let's on that note, let's jump into positives and negatives. T- tell me the things you. And I feel like we've already hit a lot of this yeah. already. But what what did you particularly enjoy about this movie? Uh,
1: the things that I really liked. Was, I, I mean, I liked the storyline. I liked how they they gave us conflict between. Um, These two major racers, they, you know, showed us the ins and outs. They took us a little bit behind the curtain of Formula One, showed us a little bit of the dirty side, but at the same time kept it interesting. Um, They they made you want to root for this guy. And then, obviously, I mean, there was that, like, that cliffhanger of, oh, he's going to die. Like, there was that, which I think is good storytelling. Yeah, um, it, and it was. It was yeah. a very
0: good story. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it reminded me of a a very well structured three act film. You know, yeah. that, you, that you would see in that. You know, you you get a lot of character development, you get a lot of conflict, and at the end, it surprises you with the death of the main character. Yes, <laughs> and so it was. Um, it, it was really well done in in that respect. So, and and I would say all the same things that you just said about the positives. I thought um I thought they did a great job of sort of developing. His his status in Brazil and letting you know like just deep how deeply revered uh, he was amongst the people of Brazil. So that that was I, just, I, f- I found that interesting. It's it's always one of the things I feel like is always a plus for the, the documentaries we watch is if it gives you some sort of window into something. You've never seen before, right? And and that this is 18 years removed, and I I didn't even know who this guy was. Exactly, you know. I mean, that's that's really that's saying something. And so that they and I feel like this documentary probably needed to be made for that reason. And
1: and really, quite frankly, the only person that I had ever heard comes at the very very end of the movie when it talks about Michael Schumacher. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I've heard of Michael Schumacher is because I have a five year old that loves the movie Cars, and he was like in Cars. He was? Who was he in Cars? Uh, I mean, I, 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 he was himself, he, he, he was himself, I can't remember if it was Cars 1 or Cars 2, but he was himself in, and the,
0: in anthropomorphic car form. Well, yeah,
1: and and Luigi and um, the little tire shop guys uh-huh. are like, oh, it's Michael Schumacher and, oh, you know, okay, okay, and so, those guys, and I was like, hey, I've heard that name before so and, funny. And I guess it's at the very end of the movie when they've come back and made radiator springs the hub and and people are coming by for tires and Look,
0: we didn't offer to spoil cars yeah. we're, we <laughs> o- we're only true. spoiling the Senate. I probably shouldn't
1: come I probably should have offered a spoiler alert on cars <laughs> for
0: people whose kids haven't been born yet or haven't gotten <laughs> old enough to beg them to watch this movie yeah. five times a day. Then, sorry, we ruined cars for you. Yeah. So, um, okay, talk, talk to me about negatives. Uh, the
1: only—I mean, the the thing that I I saw was there were times that I didn't necessarily want to read that much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know such that's, an that's such taking, a jerk uh, thing to say. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I know, but sometimes I don't necessarily want to read um, all of the subtitles. And yes, I am. I am aware that this is a European sport and not everybody in Europe speaks English. But I was kind of incre- – like it was kind of amazing that there was so much English that was spoken. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interviews done. Like there was a Japanese woman interviewing um, Senna in English. Because probably
0: that was the only language they could both
1: speak. They could both speak, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean it was, it was incredible that there was so much English there, but – yeah, there was definitely times where I was like, "Okay, enough with the subtitles," especially when I was trying to watch it the second time and work on something else. I was like, "I can't, I can't turn, I can't turn away from this, or else I will miss what's going on."
0: That, yeah, that when I feel like locked in, like I like uh-huh. I have to have blinders on the screen because I was feeding my daughter when when I was watching this, and I thought I'd really like to be able to like look down for a second. Yeah, <laughs> but damn. Yeah,
1: so I mean that was that was the only thing. I mean I thought it I thought its pace was pretty good. I thought what it did was pretty good. Um I, I liked the old footage. I thought they handled that really nicely. I just you know, I mean sometimes it's hard to catch people with a foreign I mean, it's not a foreign film, but it's essentially
0: it is got it's, a it, lot of it's, aspects. It's a British film foreign to us okay so yeah (laughs) it's a foreign film but
1: uh, a lot of the stuff that you have to go through and and just read um
0: yeah the negatives are none of the characters in this movie speak english
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) dang it cinna yeah
0: and and then
1: i have a weird relationship well a weird relationship with like the Dale Earnhardt thing when i was in college he he died and some of my friends that was like their punchline to a lot of jokes and so act yeah it was it was really dark um one of my friends he after Dale Earnhardt died instead of an angel on the top of his christmas tree he just put a big number 3 like just out of like spite and um it, wow. was, it was one of those things where, yeah, they got real dark with it, and that was like their punchline to the jokes. And so I just kept thinking, had I known about Senna, we would have probably done the same thing. Oh, <laughs> you know, we would have gosh. probably made fun of him, too. All right. So it was, you know, <laughs> that, was, that was just that, that correlation, because that was the only correlation that I could tell. Interesting.
0: Yeah, my negatives, I... The, the only... I can't really think of any negatives, honestly, which is funny because I'm not gonna give it I'll just tell you this right now, I'm not gonna give this movie a super high rating. Right. right. This movie didn't just hook me and engage me, but I don't feel like it's I don't feel like it's the movie's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like this is just a subject matter that just doesn't do it for me. I and can so see that. And a lot of times it's it's interesting about this is the thing about specifically documentaries, is a lot of times you can you can interact with a documentary that's really good and really well made. And yet, for whatever reason, it just it doesn't it doesn't draw you in like it's trying to for you know for either because of the subject matter or because of you know certain certain pieces of it. But I, for whatever reason, this movie did very little for me. Even though as I as I take a step away from it, as we talk about it, I don't really have anything negative to say. It's just that as I was watching it, I wasn't that into it. You know, yeah. it, I, and I never I never had until he died. I never really had that emotional like oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? So. So while while I I can totally acknowledge that this is a really good, really well made movie, I just it, it just wasn't my bag. Like the, I I I can't explain why. It's just one of those things. It's it's totally a matter of taste. So yeah. And on that note, how would you rate this movie?
1: Um, I think I would rate this movie at like a seven and a half.
0: That's pretty good. I mean,
1: I think it's a good movie. I I liked it. Um, but again, yeah, I can see. I'm not the biggest racing fan, uh, but I'll, I'll go check out a race now. And but I'm not going to be like, "Oh, racing is the best thing ever." Yeah, you know. Would
0: you watch this again? I might. Really? I might. Yeah. That's it, see. I don't think I would. And that's that to me is the true test of whether or not you really enjoyed it. Yeah. So especially with the documentary, but uh, I'm going to give it a five, just because like I, I give it the five points for being really good, really well made, and then I it loses five points just for. Not being a movie that I really cared about you that like? much, yeah. <laughs> so, That's understandable. Yeah, so that that's pretty much it for for us talking about Senna. Next week we're going to talk about Sherman's March. <laughs> Your favorite? Oh, I, I can't! I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about this movie. This is this is what I'm just I'm dying to talk about this movie. So be sure and be sure and tune in next time as we talk about Sherman's March. You can find us at twittercom uh, realmovies. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can like you can give us a rating on iTunes. You can find us on Tumblr. Number. We are ubiquitous. You can yes. find us everywhere, much like Senna was in the 1980s. Exactly. In Brazil. Not in America. Nobody heard of him over here. But <laughs> that's all that to say, that's it for Real Movies this week. We've talked about Senna next time, Sherman's March. We'll see you next time. We'll see you see next, next week. Time.